0: Hi, this is Kendall Boyson, professional life and recovery coach, and you're listening to Encouragementology, the practice of instilling hope. Hi there. Thanks for joining me. On this show, we are looking up, up the ladder that is, as we say, hail to the chief and evaluate ways of being our own boss. The control of our destiny, the final say, the big cheese, the top dog. However you identify, it's time to take charge and that starts with understanding your power and position. It's easy to let life happen to you instead of making life happen for you. You've been dealt a series of circumstances. It is what it is, but I say "Fooey!" on all that. Sure, on the surface, it seems that some are more privileged and blessed than others, But no one knows the struggle you encounter but you. With wealth comes sacrifice and with fame comes strife. Nothing is as easy as it seems, no matter how you look at it. But you do have opportunity and that can start today with knowledge. Knowledge is power. So you want to feel and be more important? Start discovering and learning more about yourself, about others, and the world around you. Ready to put on your thinking cap and get down to business? There was a point in time when I loved being an assistant manager. You had authority, but not the final say. This was perfect when tough decisions needed to be made, or you had an angry customer who wanted answers. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I'm just the assistant manager. I'll have to refer you to my manager. Done. Wrapped up nice and neat. I also saw evidence of this in my early years. My parents were the managers, and not only did I defer to them, I felt compelled to seek their advice and direction on all new matters. And then, a little monumental thing called independence bloomed, and I struck out on my own, getting bruised, burnt, and scarred along the way. Still going to them with the big things, but tackling more of the day-to-day on my own. Then at some point, it was more of an after-the-fact informative announcement versus seeking their counsel premeditatively. I remember when it happened more closely with my own children. You're going where? You bought what? And then I realized they don't have to ask my permission, and now I'm lucky if they even share the details after the fact. Whoa, the tides have really shifted. What do you put off in your life because you either don't feel you have the power to execute, or you don't feel you have the permission. How can you assert authority over your life? In your thoughts, your actions, and your control. Cole Lane Busquette shares 15 tips for cultivating a boss mentality in work and life, found at lifegoalsmag.com. We're the boss of our lives, and it's time we start owning it in our career and beyond. Whether you manage someone at work or not, you're a boss because you get to decide how you show up every day in your relationships, career, and lifestyle. You get to decide what effort you want to put in and what kind of person you want to show up as every day. It can be overwhelming to think about how to be your best boss selves. So here are some ways that bosses show up So you can use the inspiration to be even more of a boss at work and in your life. Feel the fear, but don't let it stop you. The ultimate goal isn't to be fearless. The goal is to stop letting fear run the show. You can be full of fear and still do the thing. Take baby steps if you have to, but don't let fear pull you to a halt. The biggest hurdle is starting and pushing past that fear. It's about the realization that the you that you can become by doing your best work is ultimately worth taking the risk. Know your worth. The quickest way to feel like the opposite of a boss is to let someone treat you like you're a peasant. Learn to stand up for yourself and your values. It's easy to say this when you have the power over the situation, but it's obviously challenging to stand up for yourself when you feel powerless. You worry about losing your job or ruining your reputation or getting hurt, but the most boss thing any of us can do is to take the risk and do our best to challenge anyone who makes us feel lower. Raise your vibration and remind yourself that you are worthy of the amazing life you visualize. Work smart, but don't take shortcuts. It's important to work strategically, but in both work and life, shortcuts are cheap. The long route is more fulfilling, and it means you've earned it. Buying followers, stealing content, promoting something unauthentically, lying to your friends to get your way, these are all shortcuts that might get you somewhere at first, but it's phony, and it's not a boss way to live. And whether or not other people see through it, you have to live with the choices you make. Be the kind of person who does the work and earns what they get without cheating the system. Shatter the status quo. Yeah, there are a lot of rules out there of how you should behave, dress, shop, eat, build a business, etc. It seems endless how many instructions exist on how to live, how to work. But the most successful people become successful because they stood out from the crowd. They did something noteworthy. Don't be afraid to do something a little different. It's unlikely that your work will be so out there that no one will resonate with you. So be a little daring and see what happens. Root for other bosses. There's enough room for everyone, and the sooner you make the shift to realize that supporting others will further your life, the better. There's no time for jealousy and sabotage in a boss world. Say goodbye to petty feelings, because we're all about championing the success of ambitious, talented people. Apologize for mistakes you make, but not for who you are. Do you find yourself putting yourself down when you're apologizing for something? Maybe you spill coffee on yourself and your immediate reaction is, I'm sorry, I'm such a slob. It may seem like such a little thing, but take out the I am and switch it to I do. You're not your actions. Don't put yourself down for making mistakes. It's not part of your identity. Even better, don't even apologize when you don't have to. Find a way to thank someone instead. Thank you for waiting is so much better for both parties than I'm sorry I'm late. Care about making the world a better place. When you're feeling super boss of your work and life, sometimes you can start to feel a little egocentric if you're not careful. The most important thing to remind yourself of is You're on a mission to make the world better than you found it. It's not about you. You're doing your best so that you can leave a footprint. And if that's not your current mindset, think about why you're even working so hard. What do you wanna be known for? Go back to that when you need to push yourself and keep at it. Show up 110%. There's a saying like, showing up is half the battle, right? And it's true. Showing up is difficult, and showing up with your full effort is even more challenging. Most people won't even do that much. But when you give even more than expected, people remember it. You stand out when you do more than you're required to do. Always go beyond that level, and it will pay off more than you can imagine. Stay humble. When you're working hard on yourself, it can be tempting to put yourself on a pedestal above others who aren't putting in the same effort. Remind yourself that people are on a different journey and everyone has a unique pace in their life. You're not better than anyone else and no one is better than you. Keep your priorities straight. The career hustle can be strong when you're feeling boss, but your career won't be with you at your bedside at the end. Life is about building relationships with both others, yourself and a higher power. Don't forget to keep perspective on what matters most to you in the pursuit of success. Success has its own definition for each of us, and it's important to note what that looks like to you. And make sure you're doing whatever it takes to keep your priorities intact on a daily basis. Create boundaries. Creating some walls to protect both your time and your resources is essential to get stuff done. If you know what makes you feel like a boss, make sure you make time and have conversations with others to allow them in your routine. Limit phone time. Check emails only a few times a day. Don't hang out with friends that kill your mood. Be purposeful and draw the line so that you can serve at your best level. Ask for help. You might want to believe that you can do it all on your own, but you can't. Invite people into your challenges so that they might offer solutions. You can accomplish so much more with help from friends, partners, employees, and even help with cleaning your house. You're likely not the best at all areas of your life, so make space to improve other areas with added space for others. Be solution-oriented. A million problems come up because life is tricky and complex. Dwelling isn't a boss quality because it doesn't serve us. Feel the feels and then find a solution. Have backup plans and be flexible. It's fine to have standards and you shouldn't settle, but at the same time, be adaptable. One of the most boss qualities is being able to shift unpleasant situations into golden opportunities. See the challenges as lessons and a way to grow and suddenly setbacks don't feel like a negative thing. They feel necessary. Find self-awareness. Journaling is one of the best ways to get to know yourself better. When you do the work to get to know yourself, you learn valuable things like what strengths you have and what areas you need to work on. Always be searching to know yourself more and find ways to get grounded on the regular, like meditation or some other mindful practice. Stay focused. There are a million and one things to do in the world. And when you have access to opportunities, it's tempting to want to do them all. The most boss thing you can do is to hone in on one thing and become an expert at it. It doesn't mean it's the only thing you do, but it's important to spend time focusing on a skill so that you can feel like your best self when you're practicing it. Don't be half in, go all the way. What ways do you show up as a boss in your work or personal life? I love this idea about giving your best. Now, that sounds like something I absorbed when my mother was the manager of my life, but I'm serious. Always give your best. If you always give your best and something doesn't work out, well, then you can rest assured in the fact that you gave your best. But if the same thing happened, but you didn't give your best, well, then you would walk away always wondering how things would have turned out if you would have only given your best. Giving your best is leaving everything on the table. No questions. No reserve. Giving it all. Whatever that is, whatever you have for the day, give it all. It's easy to deduct from giving 100% when you believe you have limitations. Isn't it time to challenge those instead of reducing your effort? Michelle Reyes inspires this talk with how to take ownership of your life and get everything you want. Found at wholelifechallenge.com. Have you ever told yourself or heard these phrases? My entire family is overweight. It's in my genes and it's just the way I am. My boss hates me, so I'll never get a promotion. I don't have time, I work, have kids, and my family needs me to run around after them all day. It's too hot, cold, rainy, windy to exercise, and besides, I have no energy left after work. I'm too old to make changes. Employers only want younger and smarter people. I'll never find a partner because all the good ones are taken. I can't afford it, not in this economic climate. I'm over 40 and I can't lose weight because of my hormones, so I should stop trying. The traffic is always bad on the way to work, and that's why I'm late. We can't have healthy dinners because kids won't eat them and I don't like to cook. If you recognize yourself in any or all of these, you're not alone. The problem is that phrases like those signify a lack of personal responsibility for our circumstances. They shift the focus of our problems onto other people and things and perpetuate the myth that we're fated to our lives or inevitable lives with no control over the outcome. It's a simple trap to fall into because it feels easier to blame others for our circumstances than to shoulder the responsibility ourselves. While it can feel comfortable and easy to point the finger of responsibility outward and attribute our lack of success to external circumstances, the simple truth is our lives are worse off for it. By blaming other people or things, we give away our power. We perpetuate a form of self-delusion that reduces the control we have over our own lives and can leave us feeling helpless, powerless, and anxious. Ultimately, this way of thinking and behaving is a habit. Over time, we've become used to blaming external factors for our circumstances, and it has turned into an automatic response. Further embedding this habit, we've also been told by higher authorities that it's not our fault and that our lives aren't perfect. It's due to macro level factors like the economy, government, globalization, crime rates, commercialism, banks, or ruthless c- corporations. Or on a micro level, it's the fault of our bosses, coworkers, parents, DNA, partners, kids, neighbors or even pets. To top it off, many of us feel overwhelmed by the increasing complexity of modern life and unsure of our role in what seems to be an out of control, overblown world. In reality, we have more control over our lives than we think we do. And the more we shift the blame outward, the less likely we'll enjoy a healthy, engaged, and fulfilling life. Not only can our physical health be negatively affected by our lack of personal responsibility, but our mental and emotional health can also be at risk. Thankfully, like all bad habits, this unhelpful way of thinking can be broken and you can regain ownership over your life. Before we get started on how to break the habit, let's explore the psychology behind our level of personal responsibility and how that affects our health, happiness, and wellness. How we think and act is determined by many factors, including our belief system, personality, upbringing, and behavioral tendencies. In the realm of personal responsibility, how we view the world and our ability to influence our own circumstances is governed by our locus of control. This locus of control is either internal or external. Let's first look at Internal locus of control. If you have an internal locus of control, you have higher levels of personal responsibility. You're more likely to take ownership of your decisions, hold yourself accountable for your actions, work hard for the things you want, and act in accordance with what's important to you. You're more likely to enjoy better health and have lower stress levels, and less likely to be overweight. You're also more likely to achieve goals, have more confidence and self-esteem, be happier, and enjoy a more rewarding career. On the other hand, if you have an external locus of control, you tend to blame external factors for your circumstances. You see other people or things as reasons for not achieving your goals. You're more likely to be influenced by other people, feel caught up in the flow of life, and feel powerless to change. You may also feel hopeless when faced with difficult choices or situations. You're also more likely to suffer from preventable health issues, lead a passive lifestyle, and be prone to anxiety and stress. You tend to feel unsure about yourself and your abilities, and you're less likely to strive for the things you want in life. Clearly, having an internal locus of control helps us lead a more engaged, fulfilling, and proactive life. If however you identify with having an external locus of control, there are ways to retain your mind and develop a stronger sense of ownership over your life. This means making a conscious decision to change, being willing to get uncomfortable, and taking steps to cultivate an identity of self-responsibility and accountability. If you're ready to make that change, Here's how to start building personal ownership. Number one, notice your blaming tendencies. Our tendency to blame others for our circumstances is often a knee-jerk reaction. Therefore, the first step in building ownership is to notice this initial response and acknowledge the part we've played in the situation. The next time things don't go your way or an unfortunate situation arises, take a moment to assess your own contribution by asking, what is my role in this? Our tendency to complain is often an automatic response. It's also reactive, passive, and further embeds a victim mentality. If you hear yourself complaining, pause and reassess by asking, what can I learn from this? What's the bigger picture? Number two, focus on solutions. Humans are ingenious at developing creative solutions when we need to. Necessity is, after all, the mother of invention. So if something is important to you, whether it be your health, fitness, relationship, career, education, or happiness, you'll find a way despite the obstacles. So the next time you're faced with a challenging situation, rather than taking a defeatist stance and shutting down your options by saying, I can't, try flipping the self-talk by asking yourself, how can I? An excellent exercise to help with this mindset switch is to write down all possible options for resolving your challenging situation. Let go of logic and allow yourself to write down wild and crazy ideas. The purpose is not to come up with a perfect solution straight away. Instead, the process of brainstorming can lead to creative thinking, problem solving, a plan of action, and a sense of control over your outcomes. Number three, practice your power of choice. When we lack ownership, we tend to fall into a passive trap of saying, I don't have a choice. In reality, we always have a choice. Even when we don't actively make a choice, we're still making a choice by default. By acknowledging our options, we ingrain a sense of personal responsibility and develop conscious decision making. For example, Perhaps at the end of a long day, you tell yourself you're too tired to go to the gym. Try reframing that language to signify your active choice. I choose not to go to the gym tonight. By saying those words out loud, your gut will tell you whether those words are a valid, reasonable response, or if you're blaming external circumstances via an excuse. Begin to use intentional language around your everyday choices to build a sense of ownership for those decisions. I choose to play with my kids after school. I choose to go to the gym in the morning. I choose to eat a nourishing meal. I choose to walk to work. I choose to read instead of watching TV. This positive reinforcement of choice will help you develop an internal locus of control. Number four, become accountable. When you hold yourself accountable to others, you are more likely to take ownership over your own actions. This in turn will build a sense of accountability to yourself. Being accountable to others can also provide additional support during tough situations by ensuring that you don't fall back into previous behavior patterns. Number five, try discomfort. Blaming external forces for your circumstances means never having to live outside your comfort zone. While comfort zones may feel safe, change never happens there. To grow, develop, and create a fulfilling life, we need to step outside our comfort zone and build a sense of responsibility for our outcomes. Like any beginner, the first time we try something new, we're likely to fail a few times. And that's totally okay. Failure is nothing to be afraid of. It's one of the most effective ways to learn and is a clear indicator that you have influence over your outcomes. Failing, learning, and practicing are keys to progress. They help you identify a gap, develop a plan, and move forward. Being willing to make mistakes, learning from those mistakes, and creating sustainable, imperfect progress helps to develop a sense of control, direction, and responsibility. Number six, monitor your media. If you watch the nightly news, you'd be forgiven for thinking the world is dangerous, scary, and out of control. Many social media channels and online news outlets are rich with fear-producing stories aimed to make us feel powerless about the state of the world and our role in it. Consuming too much of this media reinforces the belief that external forces are to blame for our personal circumstances. So be aware of the media's effect on your thought patterns and choose to engage in ways that educate, inform, and enhance your life. Taking responsibility for your thoughts, actions, and life can feel challenging. It requires a willingness to learn from your mistakes, to own your successes and failures, and to stop blaming others for your circumstances. But taking ownership over your life also builds character, grit, and self-respect. It allows you to proactively create a fulfilling, meaningful, and healthy life where you decide how to respond to your circumstances with accountability and fortitude. Once we understand the quality of our life is largely influenced by our mindset, focus and actions, we have the freedom to choose our response. So take ownership of your life, own your decisions, be willing to fail and become the change you wish to see. like to believe that i'm fearless it's such a powerful statement to make the ultimate really there is real power in being fearless and never letting anything hold you back and anything is usually referring to you you and your mindset are what's holding you back when you have a negative and self-defeating mindset you aren't open to new opportunities and can easily reject them believing they aren't for you how could they One of the strategies I use to help me be more fearless is to believe everyone likes me. Okay, I'm giving you a minute to laugh or at least roll your eyes. But no, really, it has helped me more than anything. I can walk into a room of strangers and pitch an idea out of left field because I believe everyone there already likes me. And if they like me, then they'll like what I have to say. It's that easy or delusional. But seriously, give it a try. Next time you have to go into an uncomfortable situation, don't imagine the other person or people are in their underwear to shake the nervousness. Just believe that they like you. Flashpack.com shares how to make yourself fearless in five key steps. People aren't just born fearless. They have to work at it. Here's how to train yourself into acting with verve and courage for a bigger, more fulfilled life. Being confident is, well, a confidence trick as much as anything. Everyone feels scared sometimes, whether it's speaking in front of a crowd, changing jobs, or a last-minute wobble that stops you from booking that solo trip to Asia. Even confident people feel afraid at times. But it's our ability to push through it that is the difference between standing still in a quagmire of fear or jumping free of its shackles. Pushing yourself to your limits depends on where those limits are. For some, it's scaling mountains. For others, it's giving a presentation at work. Or perhaps it's simply wanting to live with a greater sense of freedom to make those little daily changes that can make all the difference to your quality of life such as standing up to an overbearing colleague, each time you push through those limits, you gain a little more courage. Here are five ways to get rid of your fears that are holding you back and to live the life that you want. Number one, the power of play. We can learn a lot from children. Ever watch a kid fling themselves down a slide or a toddler run with wild abandon across a field, not caring if they trip or fall? In fact, falling is part of the fun. Children's lack of inhibition means they are free to be fearless as they discover the world through imaginary friends, den building, and make-believe. The importance of play and social engagement continues into adulthood. Even if what we understand as play shifts, making imaginary friends isn't seen as quite so lovable in adults. As children, play is our rehearsal for the challenges of life while we are still free of the social expectations that establish the boundaries in which we live, and that can tie us down with the fear of stepping outside of them. Shaking off those initiatives and expectations can be powerful. They're often what keeps us trapped in a mindset that doesn't allow us to do what we want, Adult play can be anything from bungee jumping, whitewater rafting, drawing, coloring, or clay throwing. Anything that will take you out of the moment and help you alter your mindset to less constricted settings. At work, too, play can help unlock your productivity by allowing you to break away from the rigid desk-bound culture, where innovative thoughts can get lost in the mundane everyday. Gamification has been harnessed by some companies, like Google or Facebook, as a way to unleash employees' creative sides. But even if your company doesn't have a foosball table or a scattered cushion breakout area, learning mental playfulness and adopting a flexible mindset could help you see your role through fresh eyes and enleaven even the dullest tasks. Number 2. Be Prepared Experience, knowledge, and skills are the foundation of the antidote to fear, self-confidence. The more equipped you are to handle what scares you, the more tools you have at your disposal to fight the fear. This works two ways, as well as making you more prepared, knowing you have what it takes to handle a situation, such as public speaking or a job interview, will make you feel calmer and more in control of the situation. The worst that can happen is less likely to. Number three, push your physical limits. Whether it's learning to do a headstand in yoga or running a 5K, having faith in your body can make your mind stronger. This isn't about losing weight or sit-upping your way to a six-pack. Feeling good about what your body can do, taking control of it and pushing it to a place you weren't sure you were even ever able to go, gives you a massive sense of achievement and power, and with it, the belief that you can do anything. Whether it's joining a gym or signing up for a half marathon, we are only limited by what we think we can't do. Feeling good in your body will naturally give you a mental pick-me-up, which will not only enable you to face new challenges, but it can make your mind sharper. One study by researchers at the University of British Columbia Found that regular aerobic exercise, the kind that gets your heart pumping, appears to boost the size of your brain area involved in verbal memory and learning. With a sharper body and mind, you'll have both the mental and physical energy to overcome obstacles and take on new challenges. Difficult presentation at work? Visualize the times you crossed the finishing line at the half marathon or conquered a balancing pose in yoga. Why would you be scared of a PowerPoint presentation when you know what feats you can reach? Number four, go it alone. Doing things on your own, whether it's going out for dinner or traveling the world, takes guts and practice. Even those who love their own company will feel exposed at times in a world made for groups. But learning to enjoy hanging out with yourself is hugely liberating. Confident people don't need others to lean on, and that feeling of having branched out on your own without another person to cling to is an enormous confidence boost and can lead to something much, much more. Going it alone opens up more opportunities to meet new people and discover new places, which are themselves great remedies for fear. Number 5. Set Challenges When you're younger, achievements get measured out in gold stars, grades, or certificates. But as we get older and into the groove of a career, we rarely feel that same satisfaction of improvement and the euphoria of overcoming difficult challenges. A sense of purpose is powerful and at the heart of fearless living feeling in control gives you greater confidence, and setting a goal will give you direction and a rush of accomplishment. Buddha said, all that we are is the result of what we thought. The mind is everything, what we think we become. Oh, the what-ifs, those nasty little self-sabotaging exercises we practice daily. For many of us, our brains are hardwired for doubt, doubting the situation, doubting the positive outcome, and most importantly, doubting ourselves. We get an awesome idea, and before we know it, we're shooting holes in it until it lay lifeless on the cutting room floor of our dreams. What if we tried anyway? What if we silenced our doubts and pushed forward? If in your mind you're going to fail anyway, then what do you have to lose? Theodore Roosevelt said, Far better is it to dare mighty things, to win glorious triumphs, even though checkered by failure, than to rank with those poor spirits who never enjoy nor suffer much because they live in a gray twilight that knows no victory or defeat. It's about that time. We're going to follow it up with the key highlights. Number one, the goal is to stop letting fear run the show. Number two, raise your vibration and remind yourself that you are worthy of the amazing life you visualize. Number three, there's no time for jealousy and sabotage in a boss world. Number four, don't apologize when you don't have to. Find a way to thank someone instead. Number five, people are on different journeys and everyone has a unique pace in their lives. Number six, one of the most boss qualities is being able to shift unpleasant situations into golden opportunities. Number seven, how we think and act is determined by many factors, including our belief system, personality, upbringing, and and behavioral tendencies. Number eight, while comfort zones feel safe, change never happens there. Number nine, you can't drive a car with an emergency brake on. And number 10, when we lack ownership, we tend to fall into the passive trap of saying, I don't have a choice. In reality, we always have a choice. Even when we don't actively make a choice, we're still making a choice by default. If you want to share Encouragementology with a friend who needs to know they are not alone in this journey of self-discovery, you can visit Encouragementology.com or anywhere you stream your content to receive this episode and all others. Follow us on Facebook for additional encouragement throughout the week. So I challenge you, set your sights higher by pushing off what-ifs and the fear of the unknown. You have the power to charge forward in a new direction and to gather the information you need along the way. Being the boss of your life means taking risks, and when needed, surrounding yourself with trusted advisors. I know you can do it. Thank you for listening to Encouragementology with Kendall Boyson, where we find positive ways to handle some of life's challenges. Well, Someone until the path was clear. That's when I found you. How I wound up here.